Welcome back to the Two Top Podcast. Uh, I'm Thomas. He's Matt. I'm Thomas. Matt. Matt. Hello. Hi. Hello. How's it going? I'm digging these video episodes. Me too. It's they, fun to put the the production together. They have a lot of character. Oh my god, where are my notes? Hey. You think we would have <gasps> this all set up before we start? Oh my gosh. Oh, whoops. What is going on? Um. So, I think we're ready, right? I think we are ready. What are we ready for? We're ready for some topics. Two topics? Two topics. And Matt, today was a sad day. Oh, no. I, I was, was in a great mood. What, what happened? Well, it's a metaphorical sad. So I had a dentist appointment. On the way home, I passed a light fixture store. And... Decline. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> and... We're back. I passed a light fixture store on the way home from the dentist. Now, this store has been there since day one. and Day one of, of light? Of my life. I've wow. driven past that store forever, and I've wow. always seen this light fixture store. And today I was like, oh, it's closing. It's having a massive sale. I need to go in. So I went in. Yeah, I, I was noticing your uh, beautiful bulbs over there. And I bought a light bulb. Look at that. May I grab it? It's an old-fashioned, like, filament bulb. Wow. I bought one of each variety they had because they're great for photos. They're very dramatic. That's beautiful. The way the filaments are, are kind of wrapped around. I don't yeah. know uh, if you can take a look at that right there. Pretty cool, right? And then this this one over here, this one's a... Uh, so you got a couple different types. Yeah. But like, they're look, all the same. Look at this. Wow. Look at that. That's cool. That's really cool. So... I was like, man, you know, these oh. old-fashioned light bulbs are insane. And I was thinking, man, we haven't talked about light. Now that we're lit by two beautiful lights on two beautiful light stands, you'd think I would have had the time to do an episode on the light bulb. Enlighten me. Ding. <laughs> oh, wait, the bulb goes up, I think. Yeah. Does it? I don't know. I, I just noticed the filament is wrapped around those little threads here. Wow, yeah, these I are was, beautiful. Well, I was planning on actually having a lamp here, and I was going to mm. slam the lamp on the table, but I didn't have any lamp that I'd be willing to slam on the table that's not my mother's. Yeah, so yeah, don't do that. We um, I, I stuck with this. 25 watt. I'll, nice. I'll, I'll put a photo of it in the video right now. <laughs> um, beautiful. So what's crazy is light bulbs are not a – 20th century product but there's something from the 19th 18, 1800s really okay 19th century yeah but like not even like not even late 18th century but like early 18th century all the way back to 1802 Humphrey Davy invented the first electric light now this was just while he was experimenting with electricity and he discovered the electric battery and when he discovered the electric battery he placed it on a piece of wire and the wire got hot because it was a carbon wire and it got hot and it heated up and glowed and created light. Wow. Now that was the first attempt. And of course it burnt out because it got hot, it absorbed oxygen, caught on fire. The whole bulb. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I remember I took a engineering class on this, uh, this past semester and we talked about this and they couldn't get a solid sustaining light bulb for, for like a hundred years or something crazy like that until it wasn't Thomas Edison. I think you'll get to that, right? Yes. So it was, um, Another guy, he did experiments with platinum, 
Yeah, different metals for the yeah. filament, right? Yeah. Yeah. And what they discovered is if you put the filament in a vacuum, no oxygen gets to it, so it lasts longer. Because in the end, a light bulb is very simple. It's a material that has electricity run through it, which causes it to glow. So, you know, this 1900s tech is still used today, but it's changed so drastically. Now, light bulbs are more than just our light bulb. But this is a classic halogen light bulb. Inside this vacuum container is a halogen gas and a filament. Now, the halogen gas is there because halogen takes the carbon that's being burnt off and tells it to get back on the filament. Really? Yes, that's why... It these returns bulbs, it to the source. Yeah, that's why these bulbs can stay clear, because if you thought if it would heat up, it would eventually... The gas would kind of fill in and black it would, smoke almost? Yeah, it would blacken it up. Yeah, you never see that. So that's oh. a halogen bulb. Now we have fluorescent bulbs, which you know the long... Don't fall off the table. The um the long glass tubes in the ceilings of like your classrooms, yeah, schools, gymnasiums. Yeah. Now those are... On two ends, there's electric diodes with electrodes my bad that when they're turned on they excite gases in the middle of a tube causing them to glow and give off visible light and in fluorescence example they give off a uh, uv light as well now that's why they're wrapped in like a white you can't see through it because yeah. they block the ultraviolet because then, yeah yeah because then you'd get like cancer in class and you'd wear sunglasses inside i mean if you want to tan that's when you start to strip the fluorescent bulbs now there's others as well there's vapor lamps that use the same concept but the gases are normally just visible light Mm -hmm. like mercury and sodium gas and then um you have your leds your light emitting diodes which in a sense are just electrons that are excited they emit light and then they're sent back into the system so very efficient and like that's what everything uses nowadays now what's great is back in the day this light bulb was the forefront of everything it was the beginning it was yeah cities weren't lit and a part of my one class crime rates dropped like crazy as soon as light bulbs were utilized in the streets yeah and this is such a primitive idea in a sense to to compare to what we have now and it's so primitive actually that people now have invented newer better light bulbs i'm talking same technologies better more efficient design or completely different i'm talking light changing led smartphone connected smart home light bulbs everything yeah i have i have one i have a smart bulb uh is it a philips hue no i have an elgato avia an elgato avia very cool very cool product don't know if they make them anymore well, what's crazy is I wouldn't be surprised if they do because LED light bulbs that you can control with your phone are, well, in a sense, the future of the smart home. Yeah. You know, they always say if you want to start to have a smart home, you start with the light bulbs. Oh, yeah. It's a cool thing. Ambiance, light. I mean, who doesn't want to change the mood light? Yeah, you want to <laughs> get a fire. My bulb has, like, fireplace settings, so it flickers, and you can pair it up to, like, 10 bulbs or something, and they all correspond to each. It's great. Oh, you have to send me the Amazon. I want to get another. I think I should buy another tonight just just, just to have. Just because. Yeah. I've always wanted them, but the prices for, like, the best ones in the industry, they say, are the Philips Hubels. 
Absolutely. You can get a pack and, and your whole home is, is connected. It's awesome. Yeah, but those packs start at like $200 for Yeah, I think hub. 200 for like the hub and three bulbs or something like that. But these are lights that, unlike this, which you flip a switch and turn on, these are lights that you can change the colors, change the dim, make them activate due to a noise, a sound. Oh, yeah. These are more than just on and off. And the software can change anything, which is really cool. Yeah. It's not basic electricity goes in, it works electricity goes out it won't work you know so it's crazy i really think that you have to think back to edison and all those guys trying to just light up a city with electricity and to think of what it's come to today with these smart tech it's it's impressive it's it's i think one of the true like examples of science advancing to a point where even a simple tech can almost be over-designed in a sense. Like, I don't need my light bulb to turn pink when I get a text or purple when I get an email. But you can. But I can. Yeah. And just that alone makes us appreciate what they were doing back in the 1800s to light up our streets, which is now telling me in blue lights flashing that I got a new tweet on my I forgot they did that, and I think that's such a cool feature. Oh, I mean, it's awesome. It's I, overkill, but it's so cool. As much as I say, oh, this is like definitely like more than necessary. Like, come on, that is that is pretty cool. Yeah, my bulb can't do that, but but maybe, hey, I don't know. Who it's knows? Who knows what the next step is? I feel like I mean they're already doing it now, where you can buy smart light packages for your whole home. But now, just homes are gonna come standard with like, yeah, you want lighting in your house? You want recessed lighting? Yeah, okay, we're gonna give you smart recessed lighting, and that's just like the standard. You're gonna buy the house, and if you use it, you use it. If you don't use it, you don't use it. But why not? Why not? Exactly. I mean, I would love to get a house with that type of lighting. Absolutely. I'm glad seeing. It was sad to see like. The store I always drove by, the light fixture store. And you finally stopped. I finally stopped. Did it feel good to finally stop? Because when I have places like that that I'm like, I drive drive by it, but I never take the time. And then it's it's a cool experience. It was one of those that when I drove by, I was like, if there's ever a time to stop, it would be today. Yeah. Went in, very nice guy. I was like, I showed him one of these bulbs and I'm like, I see you have these. Are there more somewhere? And he showed you four different types, right? Well, she showed me one, and then I was walking around. I was like, I know there's another one because it's sitting in one of his light. Yeah, Because when you go to that place, like, it's sad to see it go. I wish I saw it in its prime. But you just see all holes in the ceiling of where they were hanging chandeliers and lights. Really? So I can imagine when it was in its prime, you'd walk in, and you'd just have a bunch of lights hanging from the ceiling. That's so cool. Shops, lighting shops Just so much light. You've done photo shoots in in some some cool places, right, with cool lighting. You can do a lot of stuff. Get some I good plan bokeh. on doing photo shoots with these guys. Absolutely. A lot of people don't realize that light bulbs are vacuums. Yeah, because, I mean, why would you? <laughs> yeah. But people should really appreciate how they get light in the world. Yeah, we take it for granted. Um, even on our small devices, they're all bulbs, whether that's LED diodes or full-on bulbs in your ceiling. What would you do without light? I mean, how would I watch the Eagles play at night? Yeah, exactly. Those crazy stadium lights. Are you talking about your TV lights? Stadium lights. Oh, by the way, they're normally vapor lamps. Vapor lamps? Yeah, yeah. Now, sodium lights are in the street. They're the most efficient, right? Yes, those are the ones that are usually in street lights. Yeah. Because they're, yeah, they're efficient and cheap to make. I could go in on neon right now. Ooh. But I plan on saving that for another episode. Hopefully, with another neon prop. Neon's a crazy gas to work with. 
It's more. Uh, it's a mix of gases. It's correct? like neon and argon. We lost a camera. I had a feeling we'd lose a camera, but I think, uh, yeah, we could go on a whole thing on neon layer. Yeah. But I think that beep is a good uh, idea that we should move on to the next topic and reset the cameras. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine how many podcasts were started with what? With video production failing, and then them just having audio. Yeah, I mean, they I made like a bunch of talk shows show. started. Yeah, it's like we just record ten episodes of our talk show where we uh, forgot did, to hit record or something. We did celebrities like well, they'll never come in again. Yeah, it's like, but we have the audio. Might so as well start a podcast. podcast. Oh my god, what's the history of a podcast? Why haven't we done that episode yet? That's a collaborative thing. Yeah, we could talk about some cool podcast. I've been listening to some very cool podcasts lately. Song Exploder. Song Exploder is a great podcast. Yeah. Oh, it's on um, Radiotopia. So. All those yeah. casts are so good, oh, and there's that. There's a new one about uh, inmates in um, a prison, um, and it's and it's produced by them. It's called and, um, uh, uh, I forget. Anyway, what I was just saying a minute ago, wrapping your lighting. It's very relevant. You were telling us about the uh, white balance on our cameras. You know, setting them up everything we got to set up perfectly uh tungsten lighting is what we have in here changed the white balance brought the colors down much cooler exactly what we needed you knew that right off the bat that was so cool well it's all about the different light temperatures and kelvin i could go all in on yeah, that because some, i learned that in school there's some chemistry there's some physics even also i've been driving two for two weeks with one headlight in my car padiddle you know hit the ceiling or whatever they do um yeah it's just been terrible especially with the hard rain we've been having yeah. I can't see at all. So I just bought a bulb today and it's crazy. Bulbs are pretty expensive, but I bought the cheapest one. Maybe I'm going to go back and get a better one to match the other one. Obviously, I need to do that. But it, that's a crazy I, bulb. I'm I curious to even, see what type it is. I wouldn't even know how to put it in. I, I don't even know how to replace it. It's them. not hard. It's not hard. You I go mean, how do you even hood. replace the headlight fluid, man? I mean, like. <laughs> the blinker fluid. Yeah, the blinker fluid's all out. Dude, I'm, my blinker fluid's low. It's It hasn't been working lately. Okay, so have you ever seen the sobs that have. Um, the headlights but the, but the headlights have windshield wipers yeah on. yeah a lot of older 90s cars have that. so if they have windshield wipers do they have headlight windshield wiper fluid that's a good question because because that, that could be headlight some wiper cars fluid. definitely have flu- antifreeze sprayers on their headlights because i know in a lot of countries they, they ice over so it would make sense to put antifreeze sprayers on them so maybe this big joke actually does have a payoff in the end but we got sidetracked. But the, the mini windshields are pretty funny. <laughs> so what topic do you have? Well, we're going to talk about ionization today. Like n- losing an electron? We're charging particles today. We're charging Ooh. them like you're charging your iPhone. Pretty fun, right? So this all starts from classic Matt work scenario. I work my butt off every day. I was in work. My one place of employment flooded with this crazy rain we've been having. About three inches of water through the whole place. It smells terrible. It's all moldy. So what does the boss go and do? He rents a ionizer, a floor ionizer unit. Pretty crazy, right? Yeah. And you know what? It's funny because I was looking a couple months ago into um, my room was so dusty, and I was looking into products that could suck up the dust, not just a vacuum, but the vacuum stirs up the dust. I wanted something to like literally run all the time and suck it up. So I was looking into products on Amazon, and they're pretty expensive, like at least $100. And I found some ionizers that would ionize the air to get rid of the particles in the air, but they were all expensive, so I didn't get it. Um, and then flash forward to now, I got to see an industrial unit that he rented for like a couple hundred dollars. Um, it was expensive to rent, but it's supposed to get rid of the odors. 
and I looked into it and it doesn't, as I thought it did, it got rid of particles in the air. It doesn't, well, I'm sorry, it doesn't collect particles as much as it diminishes them. It. I'll explain in a minute. The technology is very used, but I understand what you're saying. Ionization is. It's not a air vacuum. It's not a vacuum. It literally sends out an electromagnetic field into the air that sets an opposite charge. It sets a negative charge on the positive particles in the air. And when that charge is put on the particles in the air, whether that's dust or odor, gases, it drops them because they're too heavy to be suspended in the air. And I'll put them into the floor. That's how that's how it works. I thought it was literally a, a machine that sucks it in a hole and it sticks to something. And a lot of a lot of units do have that. They're they're combination units. So they have filters, they have a magnet, and then they have an ionizer like a bulb. Yeah. That that it goes through and then it spews out air the other side that's clean. Some don't spew it out, it just goes into like a bag or whatever and just, you know, dissipates. But this unit we have is in through one hole, out through the other, and we have fans hooked up to it. It's crazy. So it's running as we speak right now at the at the building. And hopefully in the morning, maybe I can I can come back to this episode for our next episode and let you know how it smells. But it's supposed to get rid of all the smells. If we're paying that much money, it better get rid of the terrible yeah, I musty can smell. That's very interesting because the fact that just changing the charge of a particle could cause it to sink it makes you think this like well i it's guess on a microscopic level in the world i guess everything really does have mass everything yeah gravity affects mass. you're talking yeah. on the smallest level and the ionization is such a it's it's been around for a while but we don't really see it every day some common things that we that it's part of that it's been part of are um radiation detectors use it in such as the geiger counter that uses it or ionization chambers um i got a text uh, i want to give a big shout out to a big new fan i haven't told you about this my friend dan he's a firefighter he's really into our podcast because he loves technology Dude, you have the most obscure amount of friends i have like, a bunch dude, of police officer friends now. but now i have a firefighter friend it's, it's weird that i'm getting this kind of scene of people but he's really into our podcast he was telling us he he loves the episodes but he also he, he pitched me ideas today and he told me that at the fire station they use ionizing bulbs and and pumps to clean the suits and get the um fog or you know smoke smell out of the suits so it's it's a legitimate technology that they invest in to get the smell out so it should work so in the morning my work should be pretty clean dude why doesn't febreze where's the febreze ionizer now febreze i don't know how that works there they might have tried i mean if you're looking into odor diminishing technologies they might have tried to put some sort of static charge on the spray if that's possible I'm sure yeah. this the chemists at Fabri- at the Febreze Johnson Johnson whoever makes Johnson Febreze, Johnson I think yeah it's probably then um, I wonder if they've tried to put like a static charge on the part on the particles in the Febreze because they said they're odor eliminating there must be some sort of pause in there now that I think about it, dude you've had so many odor episodes you've talked about smell oh okay a lot. odor odor prints is yeah. one thing did odor prints you did um did there, another there one has about to be another smell. yeah yeah. You know, what's with you and smelling things though i don't know the ionization the part that i found interesting that wasn't about the smell but about the dust because the space we're in right now is a pretty dusty space yeah my room is very are, dusty yeah. yeah just because you live there it's like just probably skin skin cells <laughs> uh, drywall is is especially or plaster and just the idea of something that could ionize it and bring it all to the ground 
I'm already like maybe I'll do some Amazon search and later. Well, today. okay. So I looked into this online and a lot of like Honeywell, that company brings up products and they have a bunch of ionizers, but they're also paired with uh, HEPA filters. So I looked into HEPA filters for just air filtration and that really is a um, standardized filter. So, okay. A high efficiency particulate air filter. Um, it's called some other things, but filters meeting the HEPA standard have many applications. They use them in, um, I see fabrication, medical facilities, like hospitals. This is like the yeah, standard. I can imagine sterilization. Automobiles have them, aircraft and homes, obviously. Okay. The filter must satisfy certain standards of efficiency, such as those set by the United States Department of Energy, which is inter- interesting, not health, but energy. So it's a super fine fiberglass filter. Um, that captures the particles. There's three steps. There's interception, impaction, diffusion. Of it's, it's a simple. It's a thing. You particles go through this filter and they don't come out the other side. That's the idea. It's super fine, but air can go through. Oh, I love clean air. So they do not filter out odor and gases, obviously, because the gases go through. But they get the particles. So in combination with the ionization, um, the actual unit inside that the particles will stick to the ionizer. But not like dust would stick to like a dust a, a dust sucker thing, right. you know. It's not that's not the idea. It's supposed to literally change the the charge in the air. So if you as soon as the moment you turn it on, electromagnetic field goes out and a ton of particles will drop. So in reality, it doesn't. If it if the air touches that part of the room, it's gonna drop. It's a dusty EMP. Yeah, a dusty EMP detector. You know, <laughs> that's what it does. We're te- we're not detecting ghosts. I mean, yeah, dust might be a ghost, but. It's haunting you. I know where was go. it. I know World War, f- the World War, f- the Fourth World War will be fought with sticks and stones, but World War Three is gonna be fought with uh, dust EMPs. Dust EMPs, electromagnetic dust killers. Who would have thought? But it's it's the future, but it's here, and we use it. I want I want a unit, and I want to see if I can kill. At least I know the dust is all over our furniture and stuff, but I want to see if I can stir it up, turn on an ionizer. It all goes to the floor, maybe. I don't know. Then suck it up with a vacuum. The combination is where the real efficiency is. Right. It's yeah. a, a you need tag team action. So ionization is a very is a very cool chemical process. Yeah. Yeah. I'm physical. Surprised. Yeah. Pleasantly surprised. But a that's... lot of a lot of people don't like them and they claim they don't work, but it, it scientifically it, it literally changes the mass of the particle and i'll drop it yeah i mean that's the way it works people say salt lamps are for purifying the energy in the air but like that might be some hippie doodah i don't know i don't know yeah i have one running in the corner normally (laughs) i'm open for trying anything you know hey whatever works but you know i feel so enlightened 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 so do i i'm gonna go put the light bulb away just this is a very ding i want to see that lit up we will. Can we put it in my car headlight? We'll I'll trade. We'll put it in the lamp right here. I'm gonna go do that right now. Yeah, you. So pr- you should see. probably drive home with some lights on because it's awfully late at night. But yeah. I think that's <laughs> it for this episode of Two Top, the Two Top Podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed. I think it was very insightful, very enlightening. Yeah. <laughs> Not a lot of polarizing issues here, but no. I feel charged. I feel charged, enlightened. And, and ready for next week when we have another two top two top podcast yeah we'll see you guys next time see ya this was two top an independently created and run podcast created by thomas lance and matt burke and produced by thomas lance 
Two Top is currently a non-funded project recorded weekly. For general inquiries or feedback, contact us at twotoppodcast at gmail.com. Thanks, and join us next week for another Two Topics.